0: everyone out there. I hope that everyone is having a bitch in summer. Is your life just like that juicy fruit commercial? Wouldn't it be nice if life were that simple? But no, we live in a world of commerce, products, and we are all slaves to it, work to buy. Buy what you don't need over and over until you are a hoarder and the star of your very own show on the TLC channel, just like that buddy Holostro
1: guy. Whatever happened to the cake boss anyway? Pop culture, it's where you find it. It's time for Entertainment Landfill News. I'm your host, The J-Strom. I don't do the show alone. I also do it with Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. What's happening, sir? How are you doing, Stephen? Fantastic. It's so good to see you. Thanks.
0: It's good to see you. It's, I did see
1: you last week, though. We were almost going to do a show. Yeah, we almost did. I canceled at the last minute, and you showed up to the house, and I was like, "Oh, uh, so, so sat didn't get my what, text."
0: Two hours and chatted, which we could have done a show. Yeah,
1: I was like, we should have just hit record and recorded a <laughs> <our> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. That would have been a fun show. We wouldn't be been talking about movies and stuff, but still, it was deep philosophical discussion, wouldn't you say? Yes, we're some deep guys, but. Uh, we're glad to be back and doing the show. Uh, we've seen both seen Solo twice. Twice, it's I hard to,
0: saw it three times, but
1: yeah, I saw it uh, last Saturday. I wanted to see it again. I saw it in three D at the Cinemark XD, and while i I enjoyed the presentation, I felt that the movie was kind of uh, washed out. Which can happen in 3D. The black wasn't black, it was more gray. And I was like, I want to see this the way it's supposed to be seen. I want to see it in Dolby Cinema, where the whole selling point of Dolby Cinema is perfect sound perfect visual presentation perfect lighting like if you go in the theater everything is black there's nothing that can reflect the only thing that's lit up are all the speakers are like glowing red and then when the movie's going to start all the lights dim down in the speakers it's pretty cool uh so when the sound now i think the sound is good in cinema uh cinemark XD but in dolby cinema The base is that kind where it's like, holy, I feel it it in my chest. I feel it. My my butt is shaking kind of a thing. And I don't know if they they have
0: the recliners or regular seats. They have the recliners. They're a
1: little bit more snug than at Cinemark. And I told Heather it felt like I was being swaddled like a baby, like I could just go to sleep right now. Uh, It was a little snug, but uh, still it was comfortable. I was being cradled perfectly for the movie. Uh, For instance, I've seen the Mission Impossible trailer several times before movies. This is the first time I saw it with total just oomph, like punching bass.
0: So you're liking the Dolby Digital sound better than the XD sound?
1: Yes, yes, very much so. Well, at times, I'm going to tell you, I thought it was too loud. I was like, I could probably turn it down like a quarter, just a little little bit. It kind of is hurting my ears sometimes, a little harsh. Uh, But... It wasn't like distortion level loud. It was just freaking loud, you yeah. know? It wasn't like you know how when you hear somebody you listen to music real loud and it's like distorted in level, it's like, dude, this does not sound good. Uh The clarity was great, but it was just too loud beyond my comfort level. I think Uh, my my ears adjusted to it eventually where I didn't notice it. But at the beginning, when it's like Dolby and my ears have adjusted, I was like, holy shit, it's too loud kind of a thing. And then slowly, after all the trailers, the movie started. I still thought it was a little loud, but uh, I adjusted. And by the end of the movie, I wasn't thinking about it anymore. Like I said, just a little, just turn it down just a little bit. But I understand maybe where we were sitting, I was just right in the path. We were sitting right in the center, kind of in the middle of the theater, kind of halfway. It's broken off into three sections. So when you buy the reserved seating, got to make sure you're not too high. Yeah. So I made sure they were in the back row of that middle section. I,
0: I had my seats reserved and I was waiting, you know, uh, to hear back from Melissa if she wanted to go or not. And I had them selected, ready to buy. Mm-hmm.
1: And she's like, no, you can go without me. I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> I will say this. It was better. I th- I liked it better than 3D because it looked that good. The The screen, the the way the picture looked was that good. And I was telling Heather, if it wasn't so inconveniently at the mall, I'd probably change from Cinemark. But Cinemark's just too convenient, you know? It's easier to go there uh, and, you know when you leave if you see a late show you can come straight home really fast or whatever but the mall not you got to i know you got to sneak in not for steven you got to sneak into the mall
0: 45 minute drive home it's kind
1: of creepy it's like dawn of the dead <laughs> after the movie's over and like everything's gated up and you're walking quietly like you're, and you're like this is a perfect time for me to be attacked you know oh,
0: on on my way oh at the mall yeah 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 yeah, on my way on my way home usually, like, cause everything around my house is under construction, so roads are closed. I have to after they close things from nine o'clock at night till what seven or six five or six in the morning, right? Uh, even on the weekends they're doing it sometimes. So uh, i I'll, I'll get up there and it's like, oh, this road's closed. So now I have to sneak all the way around eight twenty and get up, you know, go up the thirty five that way.
1: So after you, like, usually you and I'll go see a movie as late as 11 o'clock when we get out. It's, it's 1 o'clock sometimes. Yeah. What time are you, like, walking in the door of your house after a movie uh, like at that? At that time, it's not
0: too bad. I mean, 1.30, 35. Yeah, it's about thirty thirty 30-30 minute drive.
1: I, uh, I think after, when we saw Solo, I uh, remember you were out of town. You went to a concert in Nashville, I believe, mm-hmm. when it came out. Uh, When we got home, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Going to movies so late. Jesus, I just, I've like, I stay awake from the movie, obviously. But when, as soon as it's over, I'm like, I just want to go to sleep. Like now I, um,
0: I was like the, the thing, you know, I went to the concert and so I'm
1: not young anymore. (laughs) My
0: my hotel was early, like two blocks away. So, I mean, I walked to the venue. I didn't have to go park there. It took me five minutes to walk back after the show. I was in my room. Uh, I had the windows nice. open and I'm watching all the cars just trail. I was like, <laughs> <"Suck this." laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's like can... when you go to a concert in Dallas and it I, takes forever to I'm get out of the
0: shower and be in bed. You guys will still
1: be on the road for however, no, who knows how long. Nice. That sounds good. Convenient. Oh and another thing. When I saw soul the second time it was at, uh, what was it? 740 or something much earlier than 11. So that was nice. So,
0: yeah, I went, uh, um, I didn't see it 3D the first time. Me and Melissa and her son went uh, Labor uh, Memorial Day. Um, we all enjoyed it. It was great.
1: Did um, you see it next D? No, oh, yeah. smaller theater. Or no, we
0: saw it next D. Just not. I bought the tickets. Just yeah, 2D. Yeah, yeah which is 2D. still
1: a great uh, presentation, right? I mean, we saw Deadpool wasn't in 3D, and uh, that looked great.
0: And then, then I saw, I took my 3D glasses with me on the road and I saw it in 3D up up in uh, wherever I was at, Kansas City.
1: Nice. So I was like, I'm to see it in 3D too, just to see. I really...
0: Space stuff, I got to see the space stuff in 3D. Yeah,
1: yeah. I did think s- certain sequences and stuff were good in 3D. But I will say I, I, I enjoyed Solo quite a bit. And it's the kind of thing where now there's this kind of... This uh, online, uh, online toxic Star Wars kind of people who just hate on everything. Yeah, they hate on Kathleen Kennedy. They despise the Last Jedi. Uh, uh, any kind, I didn't see a lot of scathing hate for Solo, except for oh, it's gonna flop or whatever like that. Yeah, but I will say this: I I thought that anyone who didn't like the Last Jedi. Last Jedi would still like solo there's nothing in it that uh well i mean there might be something in it too i don't have i don't have toxic brain or whatever i don't know what they're going to get upset about and nor do i care but it seems like this movie is aimed right at somebody who loves the original trilogy right right they might despise the fact that the movie even exists but i say too bad uh, I think that the movie is uh, very entertaining. It's a lot of fun. You get to see young Han and Chewie. I thought Donald Glover was fantastic as yeah. Lando. I even liked Woody Harrelson. I, I read some people say, really, Woody Harrelson? Like Everyone knows this is Woody Harrelson. But I really liked his character. I wasn't thinking him is oh that's woody harrelson being woody harrelson he was uh beckett and i thought I mean, he was a cool character you
0: could do that with any
1: known actor oh that's mm-hmm. just tom cruise yeah that's, yeah That's
0: but, just uh you know so and so you know like woody harrelson
1: but uh he plays a character named beckett who's an outlaw and he's like a he's a gunslinger with uh his cool blaster pistols and i thought he was pretty awesome wasn't he yeah I, a had cool no character.
0: Pro- I had no problem i knew Never once. I mean, yeah, it's Woody Harrelson, but I never once thought, oh, he's just Woody Harrelson in the movie, you know? Yeah. I was like, I think I can put that out, and then I did see something about them talking about Donald Glover was like uh, uh, too metrosexual or something. <laughs> I it, it was just like, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I there was. Thought, you know, even Lando back then was kind of a ladies' man kind of dude. You know, there kind was... of a primped and.
1: Right. He cared too much about fashion and stuff. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of clickbait articles about how uh, apparently Lando, he's uh, he's open to anything because he was in space. He yeah. can have pansexual, sex. Pansexual. Yeah. He's pansexual. Uh, and he said, well, you're in space. You have more options. Doesn't that seem obvious? You know, Donald Glover said that. And I was like, this is just a clickbait article for us to click on it and go, oh, let me read about this kind of thing. It's,
0: no, no, to me. Donald Glover, his—I don't want to say imitation, but he did the mannerisms of Billy, Billy D really well. He did. He—I uh, mean, he spoke in the cadence, I guess, of his voice. Yes,
1: and that was the thing that I was kind of when I did an immediate reaction and recorded my thoughts. Is I was like, "What's funny is I in no way wanted uh, Alden Aaron Reich." like to say, okay, you need to do your Harrison Ford impression, you're playing Han. Yeah. I would rather be like, no, you're playing Han solo, you're not playing Harrison Ford, do your own interpretation, okay? But then Donald Glover, he's doing Billy D. Williams kind of right, he right. kinda he kinda you kinda that kinda wears off where you don't see it anymore. Right. It becomes invisible. But when you first hear his voice, you're like, it sounds like he's doing Billy D. Williams, but he makes it his own pretty right, right. quickly.
0: I'm just saying, yeah, the, the he's not imitating him. He's following the cadence pattern, the way Billy D. Williams spoke. Right. So, I mean, he's not trying to do the voice or anything. And I think... And like I said, with the... I I kind of liked him better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. you want to say that? I don't know. I mean, I didn't think I'd dislike him, but I mean... I liked him better, kind of like uh, uh what's her name in in the, the the other lady that I thought was going to just going to be a train wreck in the female Ghostbusters. What's her name? Oh, uh,
1: Kristen Wiig or No, no, no the the blonde nope, one. Nope. Uh, Melissa lady. McCarthy. The black lady. Oh, oh, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. And I
0: thought she wound up being the best part of that. Right. Female right. Ghostbusters. So with him doing. Again, his interpretation it sounds
1: weird that you brought race into it, and then that's, you're talking about you're Donald Glover. Every also. other woman besides her, that's the only <laughs> no, thing. No, but, but you're like the black one. I had a and now onto Donald Glover, who's also a black guy. It's like Stephen, what is the deal? <laughs> it has nothing just, to do with that. <laughs> I know, but it just is funny thinking about it that way. But
0: yeah, I mean, she was the best part of that. He <laughs> did a, re- yeah. I I, like said I liked him better than you know. It's like I hope he doesn't. Like you said, I didn't want him to do Billy D. Williams, right?
1: But and I wasn't thinking as soon as I heard his voice, I wasn't like, oh no, oh no, he's doing an impression. No, I didn't think that. I I I honestly was grinning through most of the movie. I was having a good time. Uh, uh, Chewy is great in the movie. He has a lot of great moments. You, uh, it's no spoiler to say that you're going to get a scene where Han and Chewie meet for the first time. And right. I thought that was really good the way they did that. I thought it was pretty funny and entertaining. There were some good, uh, moments in there and they actually sh- have moments in the movie where they just show Chewie watching Han and you, he kind of makes a de- decision. Like I'm going to go with Han. Yeah. Like he seems like a good guy. Like I like this guy. I'm going to stick with him. Like, uh, you know, there's a part where he saves Chewie's life, you know, and, uh, but they don't make a big deal out of it. They just show Chewie kind of like, looking at him like that guy just saved my life kind of thing, you know, or whatever, you know, but I loved <laughs> you don't Chewbacca. Speak
0: huh? You don't speak Kashikian? No,
1: I don't. <laughs> I like that scene too. That was pretty good. And I thought that, uh, the, um, the bad guy, what's his name? Uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> no, no, uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how he's he's a bad guy in the movie, but really he's kind of he's more of a thread of what will happen. he kind of pushes the story like this guy's bad. We've got to do you this. Know how long it took so me to th- figure
0: out who Paul Bettany was in the movie? I was sitting there going, "This guy is so familiar." Yeah, you know, and and uh, I was like, finally, it just dawned on me. I was like, "Oh, it's Vision." <laughs> yeah you know it it was one of those ones where you just kind of get it's like you've ever you've only seen him with makeup or prosthetic, you know stuff right you don't see his face face a whole lot and he had
1: these uh scars on his face i was wondering are those like is he some kind of alien that he has those or i was thinking is that like force lightning scars did, like they
0: sh- kept getting redder when he got mad yeah okay th- that was pretty crazy i, like, oh, I
1: noticed that too
0: okay that was pretty crazy. That's why I was making sure. I was like, I'm not seeing things.
1: Anymore. I thought it was cool that they mentioned Terascazi. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Teraskazi. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, because in Star Wars Galaxies, you could become a Teraskazi master. But there was that PlayStation game, Masters of the Teraskazi. It was a bad Star Wars fighting game. I never actually played it. I heard it was bad. Um, yeah, but- it
0: was like a really bad Tekken or...
1: Yeah, it's just you know one of those fighting games where you could be Darth Vader or Luke or Han. And it's just kind of funny that you're Han Solo shooting at Darth Vader with a lightsaber as a fighting game. It's like, it doesn't seem fair. It seems mismatched. (laughs) Um, But uh, I really... I mean, what can I say? Solo, I know it didn't make a lot of money. I mean, it made over $100 million. But for a Star Wars film, you could say it failed. Do I care that much? I do in the capacity that... I honestly, by the time the movie's over, I was like, hey, I'd like another Han and Chewie movie. Solo two? Yeah, or they announced right away that James Mangold is going, the guy who did Logan, he's going to do a Boba Fett movie. And I was thinking, I'd rather see another Han and Chewie movie with Boba Fett as the villain in it. Yeah. Or Boba Fett in it uh, to some capacity because it w- wouldn't mess up any of the. Uh, the canon of star wars that they didn't know boba fett before right uh and everybody knows that boba fett in return of the jedi it was ridiculous how he dies they just got rid of him instantly and a million or billion people fans of boba fett by the way he looked was like what the hell just happened you know he got killed so easily and then in the star wars expanded universe books they wrote that Actually, he couldn't be digested because of his Mandalorian armor, so he was spit out, and then he survived or whatever. But still, you cannot get away from the fact that they accidentally tapped his jetpack, and he went, ah, like, flew with his arms, like a big weenie, you know? (laughs) They totally, like, disrespected everyone's kind of imagination of what Boba Fett was. he was
0: a badass.
1: I think it would be awesome if they made a new Boba Fett movie, and had something happen where someone stole Boba Fett's armor, and the guy in Return of the Jedi is not Boba Fett; it's a guy impersonating <laughs> him, and he's just trying to get his payment from Jabba for uh, for Han. And I don't know where the real Boba Fett is, but this guy stole his ship or uh, and his he's, suit. He's knocked out on. So the, the guy the, they see, ah, he the, gets it, Slave One. Is yeah, Slave One. The guy who gets spit in the Sarlacc pit and he dies. Boba Fett shows up and wakes you,
0: up in his underwear on Slave One. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: You see him. Hey guys, look Maybe what he was to in, me? <laughs> imprisoned or framed or something. They think he's somebody else. I don't know. But he escapes. He gets to Tatooine to uh, tell Jabba or whatever to get his money. He sees Jabba the Hut's dead. The Sarlacc pit. He's standing there, and all of a sudden, it's like and spits out his armor. And it's all gooey, and he's like picks it up and walks away <laughs> and you never see the guy who plays boba fett's face that's another thing he's hosing off his armor puts it on puts a helmet on turns around there's boba fett we never see the actor who <laughs> plays him in the face kind of like carl urban when he played uh judge uh, dread because uh do you remember in the star wars prequels they made it that boba fett is actual tamura tamira morrison and he's a clone in Attack of the Clones, yeah. and his son, Boba, he is going to grow up to look just like him because they're all clones, the same as the Clone Troopers. Basically, they made it as uninteresting as possible for a Boba Fett movie. So,
0: essentially, any any of the clones could pass for Boba Fett. Yes. Yes. That's, they even made... And that could be where you get it, was... You have a stormtrooper who defected and is...
1: Oh, yeah. It could be an old clone trooper, like, hiding out. But that wouldn't matter what he looked like, because nobody knows what Boba Fett looks like. Well, I mean, if... I'd rather it be a total doofus or something.
0: You would think in space to pace, but you're going to have to do a DNA thing or something. Maybe.
1: I don't know. Maybe Boba Fett, he can probably come and go as he pleases at Jabba's palace, because they know who he is. Because he's probably been working for him for years. But... What would be interesting is that then in the Boba Fett movie, Alden Ehrenreich and Chewie from Solo, they show up in the movie and, uh, I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, another thing is Solo, uh, did not open on, it hasn't been that long since The Last Jedi, correct? What has it been, six months or something? Uh instead of us waiting a year for, Christmas, for yeah. Christmas. I know why it was on May 25th. Cause that's the anniversary of the original star Wars. They wanted to really make it special. Hey, look, but I felt like when it was coming out, there was no buildup to, this is the big star Wars anniversary kind of thing. Nobody was feeling that. And it opened up on uh, Memorial day. Right. And, uh,
0: Memorial weekend,
1: Memorial weekend. And,
0: Honestly, I thought that kind of a bad one cuz people are on vacation. A lot of people of don't go
1: to movies on Memorial Day weekend. Now, I did because I'm not I'm going to go see a Star Wars movie when it comes out. I mean, I know I'm a Star Wars diehard. I'm not a toxic fanboy who's a gatekeeper who doesn't like women roles and uh there's a droid in the movie L3 and there's a part he goes uh well what do you want? And she goes equal rights. And I know there are some fanboys like, "Oh, here we go again." come on with the equal rights and women they're taking over or whatever it's like i don't feel that at all i say the more that happens the better the more something like that happens a star wars movie and it makes those toxic fanboys groan, i'm like put more of it in there because i think it's hilarious it'll,
0: it'll push them away to the to the yeah a fan, uh, to a true fan like this
1: is my star wars no it's not it's everybody's star wars and it's not yours anymore, so move on, please. And there was that big story about the girl who played Rose Tycho. Yeah. Who, she had been harassed so much that she just quit social media. I'm just like, what are these ass... She didn't write her part. She was cast in the movie. Uh, you know, and not...
0: anybody, anybody, any, but, uh, any, i say, I don't know if any females complain, but just say if a female complained about her role, mm-hmm. they would have killed to be her part in the movie. Right. You know, it's like, so you're... You're bitching about what now guys bitch to be bitching, you know?
1: Yeah. I think the best thing to do is just to ignore that, that voice, the, the toxic fanboys. And, you know, like for years on the show, I've talked about, like I read the comment sections on YouTube or it would be, ain't it cool news back in the day. And it's always been terrible. It's nothing new. You just have to ignore those voices. Like, if you look on Entertainment Weekly, it's a magazine a lot of people pick up about their just generic entertainment news or their clickbait stories. Any of those stories in the uh, comments is just terrible shit that you wouldn't believe somebody said. But actually, you become a very cynical person when you read it enough. Uh, uh, It could be about anything and it'll make you sick make your skin crawl just so that people view the things this way and you're just like well who cares what these people think i would never want to spend a moment knowing this person right because of their views so
0: why would you care what they think it's just a shame
1: that they go out of their way to harass somebody who just wants to i mean i'd love to be in a star wars movie it would suck if then i got harassed because of my role you know
0: because the the was it the young kid jake uh they got mm-hmm. harassed jake lloyd yeah
1: yeah see i didn't know he got harassed or anything i'd heard people say like uh, star wars ruined his life
0: <laughs> well that's because people harassed him
1: yeah and it's not his fault he's a little kid cast in a star right. wars movie it's yeah, George I lucas's him fault at all for for you know I, he, was he a great actor no. i would never think for a moment like let's get that guy that little kid little shit Whoever ha- has that in their brain to do that, there's something unhealthy about them and their lives, and they're not happy with themselves. I don't understand making other people miserable. We It just does not compute, I guess. Right. You know? And it's, it's, it's like, a whether, shame. Whether
0: I cared for his performance or not, you know?
1: Yeah. Like- I don't blame the kid at all. I'll I mean, make fun of the movies actor. or like, ah, jeepers, Qui-Gon or something like that. But I'm not making fun of Jake Lloyd. I have no problem with him. You know what I mean? Yes. He's a good dude. Nobody harassed Liam Neeson after it. Did they? <laughs> or uh, Ewan McGregor? I don't think so. Hayden Christensen, maybe oh, <laughs> and
0: the, in and the, and the dialogue was just as stilted for them as it was for, for Jake Lloyd. It wasn't the best
1: dialogue. They did the best with what they could, and uh, I just—it's a shame. But also, so, social media, uh, it's not when all, you all can cracked hide up behind to be a anyway. veil
0: of you know uh, uh, this anonymity of a name
1: yeah it's bullshit whenever you see a twitter handle insulting you and there's blank there's no picture or anything that they just created their account so they could say something awful to you just block them don't even read what they have to say (laughs) it's there's no point in it
0: well any uh, you can say anything anybody negative just it's like look you would have done this role a thousand times over even you know do, if you, would you do it if you knew you were going to get negative press? Hey, I'm still, I got to get paid. I got to mm-hmm. get a job to act. I'm not going to get another job acting if I don't take this one. You know, each one leads to the next piece. Right. Especially with a Star Wars, you know, you're going to get a, a, it's a franchise. It's going to keep going on now. How many more films, how much uh, exposure will they get in it?
1: Right. I'm sure she'll get other roles and things, and she'll be great in Episode 9. Uh, we'll wait and see. But I just, it sucks that somebody, she has to be harassed by these idiots and the people who are like, I'm boycotting Solo. It's like, fine, bye. You know, don't yeah, need it. I don't you. have to sit to,
0: next to an idiot at the screening. People, people yelling. I pe-
1: think people discover Solo and watch it on Blu-ray or when it's on uh, cable. I should have went to the movies and seen this. Yeah. <laughs> i I think they'll see this is, I heard this was terrible. It's like you didn't hear it was terrible. you heard that it didn't do well at the box office. It probably should have waited till Christmas, but now this christmas it uh they couldn't open it at Christmas because now there's movies slotted for for their for, I'm sure Pixar for movies the next or years. or uh even uh I saw there's a new trailer for the new uh transformers movie bumblebee yeah. opens this christmas oh Jessica's she said comment sections are where humanity goes to die <laughs> yes it is indeed yes it is uh steven uh so you solo highly recommend it yes it's good stuff it isn't was it? fun great stuff enjoyed it uh did you know i want to skip this right here i there's know there's a new halloween movie coming out
0: I I saw it and I just wasn't paying attention to if it was a new one or if they were making
1: a comment on the uh, on an older one. It's brand new, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, and here's where what's special about this: it ignores Halloween Two. On it takes place right after Halloween. It's like think of it as the sequel to the original Halloween. And uh, it's written by David Gordon Green, the guy who wrote Pineapple Express, Your Highness, and he co-wrote <laughs> it with D- actor Danny McBride.
0: What? Yes. So this is like—is this a stoner Michael Myers movie? Not at all. It's a—it's a full-on <laughs> horror
1: movie. I know. I'm just teasing. Here's of the those thing, guys. It's. Uh, Michael Myers is played by the original Michael Myers from the John Carpenter movie, Nick Castle, the guy who played Michael Myers in the first movie. Nice. And I want to show you the trailer. It's pretty cool. Okay. I've waited for him. They have to do this thing, Stephen, where they show... We're about to watch the trailer, but they have to show a few seconds of the trailer before we see the trailer. So they're teasing the trailer, the the trailer trailer. before the trailer. Okay. I'm going to turn it down just a little bit, but here we go. Okay. Here we go. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist. And taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. <laughs>
0: Everyone in my family, like, turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your
1: grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered.
0: Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No,
1: it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. <laughs> said, I pray every night that he would escape. Belle, did you do that for?
0: So I can kill him.
1: She's like Sarah Connor or Lori Strode. The bus crashed.
0: Mom, what bus crash? Michael escaped.
1: Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? I've waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out of the room! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman?
0: He's here! Michael. You should. You close
1: the closet door. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. The closet door won't shut. It's because Michael Myers is He's in. He
0: got his foot in the door.
1: <laughs> it's like I don't Z- think so. <laughs> but uh, I think it looks pretty good. What's funny is remember uh, they had they brought jamie lee curtis back for halloween h2o yeah and at the end she chops his head off yeah so it's funny like jamie lee curtis has done this before like hey we want to bring you back you're gonna finally confront J- uh, michael I almost said jason you're gonna co- finally confront michael and you're gonna kill him at the end all right so it's like years have passed now it's like hey we're gonna do it again let's remake it that h2o never happened we're gonna go all the way back Halloween 2 never happened. That was the last one she was in. She never came back until H2O. But I think it's funny. Uh, One thing is, I have had a complaint about uh, the movies. The main thing is they never get Jason's mask. I mean, Jason. God damn it. My name's Jason. His name is Michael. Uh, They never get Michael's mask right. And the original movie had this very unique look. And in Halloween 2... Uh, It was a William Shatner mask that they painted white, and it looked perfect. This mask, does it look good to you? Is it the original mask aged? It looks a little wonky to me. It doesn't look as good as the original mask. And all of the Halloween 4, 5, 6... h2o or do they not Halloween. have the rights
0: to get that original mask or
1: something? i don't know it seems like Does they could reproduce it perfectly there's got to be somebody who could do it they
0: could do a 3d scan of it on their computer and
1: make yeah it. uh but it has always bothered me and when i look at this it's okay uh, they may aged it to make it but i missed that original mask because it was perfect all the other ones have sucked they've been so bad Even Halloween uh, H2O, H2o, I thought it looked terrible, Uh, and I'm just like, oh, why can't they get this right? And in this, I never saw the Rob Zombie ones, but I saw on the poster, I'm like, oh, no. They just can't get it right. Why, Steven? If I was the director, I'd go, another one. Bring it. No, we're not doing this movie until we get it right, guys. I'll know it when I see it. And I don't know what when I see you can't tell me the guy Nick Castle he didn't keep the mask or anything like hey souvenir did they only have one of them they had to have had multiples right yeah yeah did somebody keep one
0: because you got to think they they bludgeoned it and everything else
1: I mean it kind of looks like it's almost it it's close but uh, I'm trying to think
0: it's it's almost do you want to say it? I'll say it the top one there go back up. From that angle, almost looks like uh, the Joker mask. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, Heath Ledger Joker, almost but without it, the without the make it without the makeup. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see the,
1: that. But at least the movie looks good, right?
0: Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at. That's why I'm. You and I at went. My, my delayed. Yeah, sorry. You and I'm I saw at the picture. Still.
1: <laughs> you and I saw. Uh, h2o together Uh i believe and i never wanted to see the rob zombie movies because i'm not a fan of rob zombies movies yeah i'm not a fan of rob zombie movies okay uh i have no problem with rob zombie i just don't want to watch his movies okay i
0: I tried the house of a thousand corpses
1: (laughs) (laughs) fan Uh, no
0: like it no i I mean uh, i understand people like go into the it go get into it and all but Mm. that was just a little beyond me
1: yeah or i don't the, mind
0: a horror movie but that just seemed like
1: they're just grungy for, and like yeah. gross or whatever
0: yeah it looked like very dirty horror movie
1: steven i'm i've been so happy lately that game of thrones is finally ending i think uh i don't know if we're gonna have to wait a while 2019 for the final season but I'll be so glad when it's gone. Not to say I'm not a fan of Game of Thrones. I think it can be a great show. I hate all the news stories and all the all the headlines and people talking to me about Game of Thrones. I just have gotten tired of it, okay? So I'm like, yes, finally, it's over. I won't have to hear. All... Of course, I'm going to have to hear about the final s- second half of the season. Like... Who will die in the final season, or whatever.
0: Everyone I, dies.
1: I remember earlier in the year, there was like, check out these photos. It looks like costume changes for a lot of the characters. I'm like, who gives a shit? Really? It's a costume. It's a costume. I don't care. So, but anyway. Wear
0: the same thing for 8, <laughs> 10, 12 years.
1: That would be exciting if, like, Scooby-Doo game got new outfits, because they mean, always wear the same clothes, but...
0: I mean, yeah, I was going to say the same thing with the Simpsons. You know, they always wear the same outfit. Or, it'll
1: be... Uh, You'll see
0: him maybe dress up in a suit for church or whatever. And then I, it, But other than that, it's, a, it's the same thing every, every week.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, they could show a character, he's gasping or something, and it would be like, this character looks world-weary. I wonder what's happening in this scene. And it's just <laughs> like, what? It's a photo. Come on. But now my heart has been broken because I'm going to have to bear with more of this. HBO orders Game of Thrones prequels set thousands of years in the past. HBO's president Casey Bloys has been hinting at walking around and teasing Game of Thrones spinoffs for years. The massively successful adaptation of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire books has opened the door to the wide world of Westeros, and on Friday we learned HBO has officially ordered a pilot for the Game of Thrones prequel written by Jane Goldman and George R. R. Martin. This prequel will go way back in the past, taking place thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones. The sequel chronicles the world's descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour, and only one thing is for sure, from the horrifying secrets of Westeros' history to the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East to the Starks of legend it's not the story we think we know. So basically HBO is like, guys, we got a cash cow. We can't let this end. Yeah. It kind of reminds me. Do you remember when Battlestar Galactica ended and they were like, we got to have like a prequel when before the Cylons. Uh, what, what, what was it? Caprica. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Didn't work. Caprica failed. It was, was like everybody? two seasons gone. Uh, do you th- think once this series will be over, it might be the same thing. People are like, I'm done. I don't want to go back or kind of a thing
0: you know i'll do what sold in the beginning because of it was very gratuitous with its sexual nature and violence mm-hmm. do they stick to that key oh, you know, i'm sure then I'm you'll, sure. you'll 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 probably have the same demographic watching it
1: yeah people uh another thing the show had going for it is that a lot of people had read the books so they were familiar with the characters and they could see oh this is how they handle that going back to the prequel will there be a book tie-in I don't know like you know what I'm saying uh
0: is it just a I mean he hasn't written anything about the prequel or
1: I don't know any
0: books or...
1: I'm sure though unless it's in his mind there's probably been it, Westeros gonna, companion books like to with map well, maps does and he, stuff
0: does he have it kind of mapped out in his head and hasn't written it you know mm-hmm it's like because
1: oh i'm sure he does i
0: mean i've seen you know interviews with with him i saw one with him and and stephen king you know and they're sitting there talking and it's like he goes i don't i don't you know george r, r. martin's saying to king i don't know how how do you produce so many books he goes i write daily you know like, <laughs> so i guess george r martin r. r martin's just kind of i don't want to say lazy but <sighs> he writes at his own pace
1: some people would say that
0: <laughs> i am not saying it, you know it's like well i mean how do you say that to somebody? I mean, oh, yeah. he writes w- these gigantic... He's a very successful these, yeah. author. Uh
1: yeah, I mean... And he's written... A, what have I written? He's written a lot of <laughs> stuff other than Game of Thrones. And he yeah. might be like, some days he's like, I don't want to write about Westeros. I'm writing a futuristic sci-fi yeah. uh, story or something.
0: So, but, but he doesn't have the same, I'll say work ethic or fortitude that the King does, you know, mm-hmm. the King says, okay, I have to write every day for eight hours.
1: Yeah. Stephen King, he's prolific. There's nobody like him. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of writers who write every day, I'm sure. But Stephen King is just, nobody will catch up to the amount of work he does. He just, that's what he does. It's kind of crazy. Now, speaking of books and writing, Stephen, this is great segue. Stranger Things is getting a prequel, but not one you'll be able to stream on Netflix. What? I don't understand. Instead, a novel is scheduled to be released next spring that will center on Eleven's mother, Terry, and the MK Ultra program. Deadline reports it will be written by Gwenda Bond, whose other titles include a trilogy about a young Lois Lane. Oh. Two other books will be released this fall, a behind-the-scenes companion book titled Stranger Things World Turned Upside Down, the official behind-the-scenes companion and gift book, and a gift book compared, <laughs> geared toward young readers that will offer advice, wisdom, and warning from the Stranger Things world. Uh, when I first watched Stranger Things, the original series, I had this idea that I wish they would have done, Is do a novelization of the first season, but put it in like an old 80s movie paperback and sell them at grocery stores. I thought that would have been so cool. Like it would have been the season in book form, you know, novelization. And I thought that would have been in such a cool tie on. I can understand why they did. It's like, no, we want you to get Netflix and watch it. I understand that. But I like this idea of a prequel. I like the idea of tie it's, if it's well written, you know.
0: Well speaking of the writer who wrote who's writing about a young Lois Lane, we did we missed the uh passing of uh Margot Kidder. Yeah, that was sad. I wanted to that was a nice segue for me to say that.
1: No, yeah, yeah. So, and also Anthony Bourdain, did yeah, you read about that? Yeah, that's that's crazy. really sad. That's crazy. I follow him on Twitter and I was trying to think of the last time I saw him tweet, maybe a week ago or two weeks ago or something, and I was just like wait what and the first it's kind of thing when i first read about it i was like bullshit and i went to google it and i was like holy shit it's true that apparently he committed suicide and for reasons only he knows you know probably most of the time people are suffering from depression when they do something like that or uh maybe they've been diagnosed with something i don't know but he he, i enjoyed his shows whenever i watched them uh no reservations Uh, especially I watched that one more than the other one on CNN, but they were, they were all great shows and he would travel to these faraway places and stuff and sample the food is, uh, uh, he was just a really smart guy and that's, uh, it's very, very sad, sad stuff. So yeah, Margot Kidder, Anthony Wardane. Yeah. The, the sad thing about Margot Kidder is I, uh, I had no idea that she was still alive. <laughs> I could have sworn she had passed away before. No, because she, she'd made
0: some guest appearances on some TV shows here recently.
1: Well, I remember back when she had... And I uh, say within
0: the past five years
1: or so, maybe. Remember she was in the press because she had uh, a bad drug problem and uh-huh. she'd been wandering somewhere like she wasn't sure where she was kind of thing.
0: Went into somebody's house. When she was buck naked in their backyard or something.
1: Yeah, and I, was, and I had thought she probably passed away a while ago. But then yeah. when I read she died, I was like, why? wow, I had no idea. No, they
0: said, I think she had made some guest appearance. I want I to say it's not as as soon as like a 2015 or something on some TV mm-hmm. shows.
1: Yeah, that's good. Oh, I mean, so. uh, that was sad finding that out. Um, Steven, on to other news that's not so sad, <laughs> or maybe it is, I don't know. J.J. Abrams' bad robot expands into gaming with China's Tencent. What does this mean? It's lending its cinema storytelling chops to indie and AAA games. J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions, the company behind blockbuster films like Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Lost, and Westworld, is making a jump into gaming. It's joining forces with uh, the company, I said before, Chinese gaming giant Tencent and minority partner Warner Brothers to launch bad robot games. I'm a massive games fan, increasingly envious of the amazing tools developers get to work with and the worlds they get to play in. As soon as I heard this, I was like, I want a Cloverfield game. (laughs) You know? Uh, I
0: watched Paradox, Cloverfield Paradox.
1: Oh, what did you think of that? I don't know what to think of it. It, It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Did it feel like this isn't like a real movie? It's like a... I don't know how it felt like they had a movie and they were like, let's make this a Cloverfield movie. So they added stuff to it. Yeah. Now
0: what I did notice, and I don't know if it was here. Uh, if you notice it too, the sound was just uneven throughout the whole thing. I mean, hmm. couldn't hear dialogue, had to turn it up. By the time you get the dialogue up, it crashes and booms uh, over so damn loud. You maybe. turn it back down. I watch
1: a lot of movies, uh, honestly, in closed captioning. I have it set up on Netflix, you know, with the yellow closed captioning, and I watch almost everything like that now. I'm, like, reading it while watching it, and it's just something I do. It might be weird, but... uh, Yeah, me and Melissa just kind of looked at each other like, oh, what? Were you, like, turning up, turning (laughs) up?
0: Well, she she hadn't seen the other... Not that she needed to to see that movie, Mm -hmm. any other Cloverfield, but...
1: Well, see, I don't like to miss anything... And it's funny because a lot of times, like if I watch a movie, I'm like, I didn't understand what they said here. Oh, when it comes on video, I'm gonna watch it closed captioned, and I'll do that a lot of times. But uh, that movie, it had some things I liked in it, but it did feel like it they reworked
0: to be Cloverfield.
1: They reworked an existing film. Yeah. I like, I love the uh, the arm crawling kind of thing and writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the main character, the woman, she had this, uh, dealing with her family and yeah. she caused her family. And then it deals with a multiverse and alternate, mm-hmm. uh, universe where her family's still alive. That was cool. Her performance was really good. The creepy blonde woman. Uh, and, but then at the very end where it's like, bro, yeah. like I was like, Oh, and I was like, Hmm, guys you're totally manipulating us like this you just throw cloverfield in there at the end or
0: here's attack
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you, you call this cloverfield paradox like it was cloverfield station it just felt like they were just turning it into a cloverfield movie no. and even though i enjoyed the film and i love the donald Logue stuff remember they're watching it on tv he's like yeah. they don't understand what they're doing they can unleash monsters from another world that they could take over. It's like, oh, this crackpot. And it's like, he's right. That's exactly what they yeah. do. And I saw immediately there's all these videos on YouTube. Here's what Cloverfield Paradox, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and Cloverfield, they all exist in three different universes. Right. But they're all happening at the same time. But not necessarily like... It's New a
0: multiverse, y- yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: it's a multiverse. Like, it's happening in New York and the original one. But at the same time, it's happening in an alternate universe, San
0: Francisco
1: with a John. Good- and also paradox. if you pay attention and I didn't notice this at all, they like things you may have missed. John Goodman's last name is the same as Donald Logue's last name. Like they're brothers. That's oh. why he knows what's going to happen. That's bad. That's why he, he he's waiting for something bad to happen because of his brother. And he's written these books. Uh, And I was like, ooh, this is exciting. I like this. I like all these theories and things that they put in there. But I would love to watch a Cloverfield film that's Cloverfield film from the beginning. And they write the script. They don't take a movie that exists and turn it into Cloverfield. Because 10 Cloverfield Lane was like that. That was a different movie that they changed into a Cloverfield movie and changed the ending like Cloverfield. And I'd rather them just make a Cloverfield movie. Do you yeah, agree? Yes. Although I thought a lot of this film looked great, the effects were great, and all that. And I remember how exciting I was watching the Super Bowl, and it's had a Cloverfield co- commercial. And I was like, "Ooh!" And it said, "Watch it after the Super Bowl." And I went, "What? I can watch this now? What the hell?" And I remember telling Heather, "Like I'm watching Cloverfield as soon as I wake up tomorrow morning." <laughs> and I remember I did, and I was just like, "Hmm, interesting. Okay." I could see why they didn't release that in theaters <laughs> cuz Paramount wouldn't have made a dime off of it. I mean, it would have made a little bit of money, but people would have been like, "This movie feels weird. It feels like it's not even a movie. It's like not quite finished." Yeah. Say. It just it's short. It's interesting, but I would have felt ripped off if I paid to see it in the theater, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, wow, that was short. That was weird. It it seemed kind of almost unfinished. I thought the closing shot would have been so much cooler. They show the capsule going down and the clouds they showed the Cloverfield go over the clouds, but it would have been cool if the camera followed through the clouds and then it go to the bottom and you see the city and everything. And you see one, two, three, four of the Cloverfields, like walking around and stuff. That would have been really cool. I didn't expect to be like right in front of the camera yeah. kind of a thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. They went, I, that probably cost way less money than my idea of a cool shot would have been <laughs> like, no, we're going to have 15 Cloverfield monsters. And it's like, no, crawling be,
0: all over San Francisco can't, can't
1: we just show one of them Jason it'd be much cheaper I like, okay but I thought the cast was great and it must be weird to be in a movie perform it the last day of shooting you leave and you're like well I'm done maybe in a year or two I'll see this hit theaters and then you're like wait what happened they turn it into a Cloverfield movie and you watch it and you're like what the hell like I don't remember any of this I did like the aspect of her wanting to go to that separate earth to see her family. And the guy was like, or you can't, you can't, that bond lady. Y- you are alive there. Like your doppelganger has a family. What are you going to do? Just show up and go, this my family too. And she's yeah. just like, Oh uh, yeah, I really wouldn't work with would it.
0: No, but she was still trying to.
1: Yeah. And you could see it popped in her head. Like, but I like the, the stuff with the arm. That was neat. Uh, yeah. That's...
0: Absorbed by the ship.
1: Mm-hmm. There were some pretty freaky, eerie parts in the movie yeah. that kind of fake you out. There's a part where they hear like, Aah! and you think, oh shit, there's a monster in there, but it's a woman like, tra- or a dude like trapped or whatever. No, it was a woman. Was a woman. And there's a, I was uh, remembering the parts with the guy with the worms <laughs> and his eye looking around. There's some good freaky stuff in there. Yeah. But like I said, it It, felt
0: like you said, it's a different movie that didn't get finished and they tacked on Cloverfield and
1: it it. didn't feel for a second as I was watching it that like, oh, no, this is this is always Cloverfield. And they wrote it like this, like, no, they reworked what they could. Uh, That's what it felt like. The part where they're looking at a monitor of Donald Lowe giving talking about Cloverfield stuff, the guy was watching something else in the original version of the movie there. He was watching news footage like, it's very dangerous what they're doing or yeah. something. But they're like, no, no, no let's take Cause, Donald. Cause
0: Donald Luke was a whole afterthought.
1: Yeah, yeah. They filmed that like years later after they finished completion of the film or a year later or whatever. And it is kind of ingenious how they did that. For instance, the main character has a husband who's on Earth. His scenes all feel like they were like, hey, let's get the actor who played her husband back. We could film some Cloverfield shit there. There's a part where he's walking in some ruins and you see shadows of something walking by and you're like, Oh, is that Cloverfield? And that was filmed way after the movie is completed. You know, the stuff with the husband. And I even like the part where like, they're fought. Your wife is, she's okay. She's coming home. And he's like, what? No, you have to warn her. Don't come down here. And you're like, wait, what? You know, I thought that was good. Um, they meant well, and Netflix got a deal, I guess. I don't know how many millions they spent on that, but they'll apparently pay money for anything except for season two of Everything Sucks. Bleh. Yes, I'm still, uh, still mad about that. Over that. So anyway, Bad Robot's going to release games. Uh, hopefully a Cloverfield <laughs> game. It's like, do you guys have any games that you couldn't complete for any reason? It's like, yeah, we do. It's like Put Cloverfield. Cloverfield game. game. <laughs> of oh! <laughs> sci-fi? Uh, this wasn't a story. But anyway. Oh, and I wanted to talk about E3 is uh, starts tomorrow, Stephen. Oh. Uh, it's going to last until Tuesday. Tomorrow we have Electronic Arts Big uh, Thing. Uh, I re- believe around noon, you can watch the press conference, you know, EA does stuff like FIFA and football games, Madden, yeah. but also they do battlefield, but they have some other properties, including star Wars properties that I can't wait to see what that is. There's a game that I'm really interested in seeing more about. It's called Anthem. It's a multiplayer game by Bioware and where you wear iron man type suits and you fly out and battle monsters and stuff looks pretty cool now sunday is xbox steven that's where we get to see all the new microsoft games Uh, and also bethesda they did stuff like wolfenstein and doom and fallout they have a press conference later sunday now monday that's the big day we've got square we've got ubisoft and PlayStation in the evening, PlayStation always has pretty cool uh, press conferences. That's Monday. And then Tuesday morning, uh, they always do this. Nintendo, they do a pre-made video of all their new games. And it's it's exciting. But my favorite part of uh, E3 is just watching the different YouTube channels or whatever. And I can watch it on the TV through the YouTube app. And just watch them interview different game makers. It's nothing but video game shit for days here in this house. I have it on the computer. I have it on the TV. And boy, is Heather going to be sick of it because (laughs) it used to start on Mondays. They would have Bethesda would do late Sunday night. And then Monday would be when all the big stuff started. But now it's like Saturday electronic arts Sunday, Xbox. It's just like, guys, what are you doing to me? My wife, it's going to... Divorce me. Yeah. She doesn't want to watch this video game stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited about E3. Uh, video games, I, I love to play them when I can. I wish I could play them more. But uh, I'm excited. I've always been excited about Vidya. The Vidya, Vidya game, Steven. Steven, what's the last game you've played? Or what have you played lately? Has it been a while?
0: That, uh, I was telling you that Road Rash...
1: Knockoff game. Oh, I didn't know you had it. Yes. Oh, you've been playing it. Cool. Yeah, I, I have played and it. And you're it's unhappy with it? You're just kind of like, eh. It, yeah, I'm, eh, with it, yeah. I
0: mean, but again, for, I think it was like $19, so mm-hmm. it didn't break the bank, you know, for a test. Right. I mean, they. they on the uh, the pre-sale for it, they had the like the original Road Rash cover. I was like, "Oh, Road Rash!
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah! Like they got your nostalgia. Yeah, they they, they, they hooked you they, with the they nostalgia. played on that. You know, it's like <laughs> I just wanted. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> I didn't
0: mind I, the just the little races where you fight till the end. Mm-hmm. Now it's like okay, now you have to in so the last thing I played on it was uh, you have to do so many wheelies and barely miss cars while doing a wheelie you gotta do it five times it's like yeah this is impossible
1: i wanted to show you this rage trailer remember i said it was the the same guys who made the mad max game mm-hmm. look how insane this game looks real quick yes i wish to proceed with this rated R- game. <laughs> look they did the same thing they showed you a preview of the trailer. asteroid hit Billions were gone in the blink of an eye.
0: Is that the, equivalent of them saying the Tribes title? rose up. <laughs> Alliances formed.
1: See, it's Territory was conquered. There that was looks no very one left Mad alive Max. to tell you no. Yeah, and in this wild, wide-open place, if you yeah. wanted something bad enough, it was yours for the taking. You see, and in a world all where there are no rules... Insanity rules <laughs> like big steampunk die. robot or something. Wow. Gonna die. I mean, it looks awful. Wide open world, insane action. Big effing gun. Is that ADWK or something? I love the idea of having my own deal. So it looks insane. Yeah. It, it looks like a first-person shooter. It looks like Doom mixed with Mad Max. What's,
0: what's the one I was playing? Um, were they the 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 uh, energy drink turned everybody into monsters? Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the Xbox, it, Sunset, yeah, Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. Overdrive. Mm-hmm. It kind of is kind of m- wacky and kind of thing like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks. I, mean, fun. I think that's
0: probably a little more mm. well done that this one the that one's kind of more like gamey it's
1: more cartoony yes. kind of it yeah. had like a fun sense of humor yeah the blood was like orange you, goop kind of stuff
0: orange or green whatever yeah and this then, looks
1: more gory and then, kind yeah, of you
0: have like uh the the time bomb teddy bears that you
1: could shoot yeah stuff. this the rage 2 looks like a mutant kind of uh sci-fi mad max with like steampunk steam powered robots and but it's got vehicles and like you know mad max when you get out of the car it's uh, third person where you see yourself walking around this is like first person shooter stuff but it looks cool
0: yeah the sunset order was was third uh third person where you saw yeah yeah the guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like it was like game. a
0: mix between that and like Tony Hawk. because you could.
1: S- I played that a little bit. I remember one day Xbox did a play it free for the weekend, so I downloaded it and played it for like one day. But I could you almost time.
0: finish it in a day. I mean, oh, really? Is
1: the storyline pretty short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I-, I enjoyed it, but once it was over, I was like, I, I didn't want to buy I- it or I'd definitely anything.
0: say two days you could finish it.
1: Mm-hmm. Steven, we haven't done the show in a while, so we haven't done uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you say we do that? Sure. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be excellent, sir. Let's read Rotten Tomatoes. Could you find anything in this folder? No. <laughs> like, uh, there's a gazillion things, but if I just do this... All right, Steven, let's read Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Say either, I say either, you say neither, and I say neither, either, either, and either, neither, neither. Let's call call whole thing off. Yes, you like potato, <laughs> and I like potato, you like tomato. I like tomato, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the thing off. I like stale tomato juice. All right, Stephen. Uh solo 71% fresh. At least it's fresh, right? Yes. Don't want to give uh there've been a bad review. There has not been a bad review Star Wars film since the prequels, right? Um Tropes and twists of shamelessly recycled cliches are presented throughout with an absurd earnestness, said Richard Brody. Matthew Rosa of Salon.com said, Whenever Star Wars, in quotes, tries to develop one of the franchise's key characters, it whiffs. Solo is no exception. A disappointment on par with The Last Jedi and the prequels. Okay, we know his agenda, don't we? Daniel Krause says, No Star Wars installment has been more lost in space than this one. Oh, I f- object to that statement. <laughs> Matthew Singleton of Film Inquiry says, The two entries into the new trilogy have felt epic and heavy, but also joyous and uplifting. Solo tries to grasp at both ends of the spectrum with doomed romances alongside soaring Falcon chase sequences, but it never really reaches either. Okay, whatever. I disagree with all these guys. Anthony Lane says, Luckily, just as tempers were starting to flare, Solo A Star Wars Story has arrived to save the day! He liked it. Peter Rayner said, Of all the Star Wars-themed movies, this one is the closest to Saturday afternoon serial Western. That's right. It's a Western, for Christ's sakes. It's written by Lawrence Kasdan, the guy who did Silverado. Philip D. Cern- Cern- Simlian says, Solo is at its best when it's unoccupied from all that heavy lifting, just crammed in a cockpit with its likable cast and shooting for the stars. There's a part... In Solo, where uh, Kira, the girl from Game of Thrones, she's sitting in the cockpit, and he's like, uh, reroute the deflector shield, uh, the rear deflector shield. Give all the power to rear deflector shield. She's like, oh, that's a great idea. I don't know how to do that. Chewie's like, and he's like, click, 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 click. And she goes, Chewie, you need to sit here. And he sits down next to Han for the first time, and then you hear the dun, 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 dun. Heather reached over and held my hand at that part. Like, <laughs> it's Chewie and Han together in the. And I was like, I felt the same way, like tingles. I was like, this is awesome. It's the first Han and Chewie sitting in the cockpit together in the Millennium Falcon. The adventures they're going to have from here on out. Like, I felt it. I don't know what uh, people's problems are, and I don't care. They can all eat shit. Now, Steven, there's an all woman Ocean's Eight oh see. here we go men are getting pushed out of hollywood movies steven there's an agenda going on <laughs> <laughs> sandra bullock kate blanchett anne hathaway helena bottom carter mindy kaling rihanna are in it and it's uh 69 percent fresh and uh i wouldn't mind seeing it let's see what richard brody who hated solo thought oceans 8 isn't bad it's simply not up to the talents of its cast okay that guy's a dick katie walsh says gender swap reboots can and should work but not when there is underwritten and slapdash and disappointing as oceans eight. really katie these women were counting on you peter rayner who also likes solo said it has some spark and dazzle at least until the last half hour or so when it fizzles. I get a B minus. Go ahead and go see it. Oh, see, he's not too
0: critical, is he? Richard Brody. I don't really like movies. I don't know why I rock I why, I <laughs>
1: why do I have reviews? this job? Why do I write reviews? Scott Marks of the San Diego Rita says the best that can be said is Igle Brilled Cinematography is easier on the eyes than a dim screensaver. <laughs> Aren't I funny? No you're not. Kate Taylor of Globe and Mall said, is it Globe and Mail, Stephen? Hathaway's screwball performance toys wickedly with the star system self-parody and keeps the movie chugging along, but it does little more than chug. I give it a 2.5 out of 4, which is fresh. Yes. 2.5 out of 4? Yes. That's fresh. Going to be below 2. Adam Graham of the Detroit News says, it succeeds, not as a gimmick or a gender flip, of an already established concept, but on its own, own, as a worthy successor to the franchise. As a lark, it's a pretty good one. I give it a B. Everybody go see this now. Tim <laughs> Apollo of ARP Movies says, actually, the this comic romp is for everybody. I give it a five out of five. Wow. Ann Lee Ellingson says... An achingly cool, fabulously stylish, glamorous set continuation of the franchise. Orlando Maldonado says, Oceans 8 pulls an entertaining and improbable feat. Full review in Spanish. Well, I can't read Spanish, so I'll skip that one. Sarah Michelle Fetter says, Makes its own stiletto-heeled mark upon the genre. It's a heck of a lot of fun, and spelling things out any more than that feels slightly like Overkill. Three out of four. Hey, not bad. Let's read this last one because I like the guy's name. Andy Crump says, more than cool, convoluted high sequences, it's the chummy hangout vibe of Soderbergh's Oceans films that makes them such a pleasure to watch. Aw, he didn't direct this one though, it was Gary Ross. Now there's a new movie out called Hotel Artemis, Stephen. Have you seen trailers for this? I have commercials etc i almost went to go see it
0: last night i thought about it real hard
1: really okay it's written and directed by someone named drew pierce it stars jody foster jeff goldblum sterling k brown sophia butella jenny slate brian tyree henry batista Yeah, David Batista. set in riot-torn near-future Los Angeles. Hotel Artemis is an original high-octane thriller starring Jodie Foster as the nurse who runs a secret members-only hospital for criminals. Jodie Foster is joined by an all-star cast that Jason already named, so he's not going to do it again. Oh, okay. How did they know that? That's weird. I was going
0: to say, you know, when they're showing the... uh a snippet of the trailer before the trailer. It's kind of like when you read the headline and it's the first sentence. Yeah, of the it's the same
1: thing. Like, yeah. it, we're dealing with attention deficit <laughs> world. People can't look from, from their smartphones. So I have to be, oh, what? Oh, it's the hook. It gets, oh, it's got me. I got to keep watching kind of thing. So, it's kind of sad. Still, why
0: does the first line have to be the, fir- the headline?
1: I don't sentence,
0: know. I, also,
1: it's really. So, um, I mean,
0: that's kind of the. It's a snippet before the trailer. It's a statement
1: on how stupid the world is, I think. (laughs) 59% rotten. Let's see what Richard Roper thought of it. Positive points for trying to achieve something original and for the quality of the cast. But after that bloody boldness, the analogies and the life lessons and the moments of closure are all too predictable and familiar. I give it a two out of four. Okay, that could be rotten, right? Or is it... That's like right on the... I mean, that's... Why, why go for a four? Why not five? I don't I mean, know. Like it's, you're at
0: average right there. That's not good. That's not bad. It's medium. It's right
1: there. It's, Brian uh, Lowry of CNN says, ultimately, though, this moody, bleak film about a secretive hospital for criminals oozes atmosphere. But it isn't worth checking out or perhaps even checking in. Get it, Stephen? Oh. <laughs> Mike LaSalle says, maybe no one should ever get in Pierce's way again. Four out of four. Okay. Ty Burr says, high concept, low budget, proudly set, bound. Hotel Artemis shouldn't work at all. Somehow, miraculously, it does. I give it a three out of four. Matthew Lacona. Hey, we know this guy. The characters are stock, but interior complexity isn't the point in a one crazy night genre outing like this. What matters is the reaction produced when these known quantities get placed in an unstable environment and shaken up. Okay, a little too long-winded. Two out of... F- what? Two out of five and it's fresh! We're always... This always happens, doesn't it? Yes. The other lady gave it a 2.5 out of four. It was rotten. This guy right. gives it a 2 out of 5 and it's fresh! It makes no sense!
0: You need to make uh, need to make an official website where they... Whoever puts it in there has to put the stars by it. And you Mm -hmm. can only give it one out of five. Yeah. Out of
1: five. Well, look at this. Two out of five uh, fresh, right? Yes. Two out of five rotten by Robert Kojer. Someone give Sophia Butella an entire franchise, not necessarily related to Hotel Artemis, but anything. She can carry it and is constantly proving herself to be the best part of some very underwhelming movies. Two out of five rotten. Two out of five fresh right next to it. It makes no sense.
0: But yeah, you need to make the website where they have to post it. They can't just yeah. go and throw it on there. But instead,
1: it, it all and it these guys are approved, and they're on some kind of RSS feed, and it's an algorithm, and it just picks it up. That's what happens. I don't know if I want to see this like film. If you want a
0: real roo- movie review, you have to go on there and post it yourself.
1: Yeah. There's another movie. It's called Hereditary. Which Emma said, I want to go see that movie Hereditary. And I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) It's uh, currently, though, 94% fresh. When Ellen, the matriarch of the Graham family, passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. The more they discover, the more they find themselves trying to outrun the sinister fate they seem to have inherited. Making this feature debut, writer-director Ari Aster unleashes a nightmare vision of a domestic breakdown that exhibits the craft and precision of nascent auteur transforming a familial tragedy into something ominous and deeply disquieting and pushing the horror movie into chilling new terrain with its shattering portrait of heritage gone to hell. Rated R for violence, disturbing images, language, drug use, and graphic brief graphic nudity. Should I take my 14-year-old daughter to see this, even?
0: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> let, her, let her sneak in like any other kid would do with friends.
1: Yeah, I'll take her to see Deadpool 2. Not hereditary it's starring tony collette gabriel byrne and and dowd if you're the kind of horror nerd whose cage gets especially rattled by seances shock scares and supernatural you're in for a hell of a time a minus from chris nashawati joe Morganstern says here's a haunted house movie for the ages whoa alonzo duraldi says with nary a jump scare in sight Aster has created a moody piece with a delicate but devastating sense of dread. Wow. No jump scares. Now, jump scares are cheap and they're annoying. When I see trailers, they're all full of jump scares. I'm just like, whatever. Come on. Matthew Lacona says, having... Okay, this makes no sense. I won't show you the score yet, Stephen. Having announced itself, it worked... <laughs> Having announced itself, it works as a bravura technical exercise in the slow reveal. Cameras are forever following terrified glazes to the source of the terror, and revelation builds on revelation until an awful culmination begins to seem inevitable. Fresh. He gave it what, Stephen?
0: One and a half out of
1: four. Two out of five. He gave the last movie a two out of five, didn't he? yeah i think so and it was also fresh this guy loves movies but he gives them horrible ratings i'm so confused david stratton says where it does succeed though is in his depiction of family in crisis 3.5 out of 5 is rotten that makes no sense it's a 3.5 out of 5 and it's rotten I don't understand Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to sue Rotten Tomatoes. you going to sue them? <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> you don't check your stuff. They sued. do suck. Screw you guys. Oh, I want to see this so bad. Not this. Uh, I want to see Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about Mr. Rogers. Yes. I As a kid, I loved Mr. Rogers. My dad... You know, one story he gets right is, like, Jason just loved Mr. Rogers. He'd sit there on the floor. He'd love that little trolley going by. Ding, ding, doo-ding, doo-ding, You doo, know ding, what ding. that was, don't you? What?
0: What's your autism.
1: <laughs> it's my autism. <laughs> they don't know that story. But from Academy Award-winning filmmaker Morgan Neville. Won't You Be My Neighbor takes an intimate look at America's favorite neighbor, Mr. Fred Rogers, a portrait of a man whom we all think we know. This emotional and moving film takes us beyond the zip-up cardigans in the land of make-believe and into the heart of a creative genius who inspired generations of children with compassion and limitless imagination. It currently has a 99% fresh rating. Who would hate this? One person didn't like it, and we're going to find that asshole's review right now. (laughs) If it's Rex Reed, I'm going to be livid. It's got to be the same guy who's hated all the other movies. I'm not finding it yet. It's all... uh, oh, Look at all those red tomatoes, Steven. Everything looks great. Where is the one Rotten where's the rotten tomato we gotta find this there's pages and pages oh there there we go it is dan shindle of the film stage says there are glimpses of a more complex human being throughout the film one who have made for a much better subject original score c again not rotten c is not rotten doesn't seem that bad Josh Terry says, Morgan Neville's documentary is everything you'd want from a profile on the man behind the longtime PBS television program.
0: Don't you just delete his profile and just make it 100% fresh?
1: Yeah. It's insightful, charming, thoughtful, and compelling. That This isn't 100% fresh because he gave it a C. Which, I don't know about you, but when I got C's in school, I passed the class. I was
0: happy as hell.
1: <laughs> I was happy as hell, Yes. Danielle Soltzman says, Oh, her name is Danielle Soltzman. Soltzy at the movies is the name of her her site. How cute. Won't you be my neighbor is a documentary about Fred Rogers and viewers should be expected to be wildly emotional by the time the film ends. And Lee Ellingson says, focus on messages of love. That's warm and fuzzy yet, but also a moving balm in divisive times. Frank Wilkins says, Pull on your favorite cardigan, slip into these comfortable sneakers, and spend some time in the neighborhood of make-believe with Won't You Be My Neighbor, You'll Be Glad You Did, 5 out of 5. Alyssa Wilkinson says, It's a gentle film that doesn't take a lot of risk, but it doesn't need to. 3.5 out of 5. Which could be rotten on other uh things. <laughs> I defy anyone to watch it without tearing up at least once, says Kyle Anderson, challenging all robots in the audience. You know. What are you a robot? I remember uh like that part in uh the Pixar movie that uh uh In in and in, in and Out, Inside Out. Yeah. Uh Jason shorting out bzz, 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 does not compute. Have you seen Inside Out? Yes, I ever? have ever. Did you cry? in inside out
0: i'm a robot
1: <laughs> you're a robot yeah cuz uh, like heather's no. mom i go did you cry in it she was like no and i was like what i sob like a fool in that movie with the the uh, ima- the imaginary um, imaginary friend remember the imaginary friend character uh huh and he's like save our girl and uh, that part i was just like <gasps> I'm <laughs> like Paw, with Kleenex. And I'm a mess. I've seen it twice, both times. Lose it. I'm gone. I'm like tears streaming down my face. And it just gets to me. It really does. I'm a mess during that. Emma's, like, patting me on the shoulder. It's okay, Dad. You know, it's kind of sad. What's wrong with you, you know? It's like, I've got issues, okay? (laughs) I can't remember my imaginary friend, but I know I had one. (laughs) I don't remember his name or anything. But I felt the same way. (laughs) (laughs) John Anderson says, The latest nonfiction film from the Oscar-winning Morgan Nedville... Who did 20 feet from stardom is a sturdy, sweet, unavoidable, sentimental movie. Sentimental movie. Look at that 5.5, A, 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 A minus, 8 out of 10, 3.5 out of 4, 3.5 out of 4. Bring Kleenex, lots of it, says Odie Henderson. You got it, Odie, we will. How's Garfield doing?
0: I, I, I told you the movie Does that he I still hate Mondays? The movie I teared up on.
1: I didn't, no big theater. Fish? Yes. So I Big did,
0: Fish, but I not... up. But do you think... Have you seen Big Fish?
1: you uh, no, have I don't think I've seen had. all of it. No, let me ask you this. A lot of times we may cry because we see something in our own lives. Right. Did you see something in your own life that maybe yes. felt you that way? That happens. You know, uh, like things with daughters will get to me because mm-hmm. I have a daughter now. Uh, things where a mother has died will get to me cause I've had a mother who died. It's very, there's certain things, certain combinations. Like I remember in the movie, uh, uh, that I've talked about a million times that I can't stand the Liam Neeson movie with the wolves, the gray, the gray. there's a part with, uh, Dermot Mulroney where he is dying and he flashes to his life and his daughter. He's like, "Hey, baby!" And he takes—he's holding her, and he's got his hand in her hair and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, you <she> died! <laughs> bro, <it's> his daughter? <laughs> Ugly cry <crying> face!" <laughs> and it's just like the movies. That's how you get. That's how you get them. Yes, somebody can relate to this. You know, it's like, you bastards. It was Tim Tim Burton
0: that got me. Yeah, where you're like, oh, you (laughs) bastard. He's like,
1: I got him. I got him. I got Steven. It's like, I'm the big fish. (laughs) I'm the big fish. You're reeling (laughs) me in. Damn you. Oh, they got me. Well, Steven, that is uh, all of Let's Read Rotten Tomatoes. Good times. I remember we had let's play a game with Steven. I got nothing. That bit kind of failed. Maybe we'll come up with something. We haven't done a show we consistently. Prepped. Yeah, yeah. We weren't prepped. We'll we'll get back into it, but uh it was certainly fun doing a show with you again, Steven. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh wrap this up and we'll see you guys on the flip side, okay? i going to make you cry. <laughs> <Shame your mind. laughs> uh, oh, I know what I'm doing. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. See how I need a Kleenex. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And see you.
1: Ah, here we are, everybody. See I told you. We'd be right back. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Entertainment Landfill News. This is episode 55 of Entertainment Landfill News. And there have been times where you see clickbait news stories that just drive me nuts. And i it's like, I don't want to do the show anymore because these news stories... Uh, I mean, we
0: can't do a clickbait podcast?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I like making fun of, like, there's this one story going on now, like, a fan fixes the last Jedi Leia scene. Remember that Leia scene, Steven? Have you seen this? No. Where, uh, remember the part where Leia's floating in space? This is what they did. Okay, watch this. She's floating in space. Leia's dead. Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> so the part when Holdo crashes the ship at light speed, she, they made it where Leia, when she's floating her in space, last bit of force. she goes zips right through the ship. And they're like, Last Jedi fixed. That's what the guy wrote. And people are like, yes, yes, retweet. Pick this up on all the wires. Everybody follow this. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But uh, just stuff like that. I'll see that story and I'll be like, hmm. And then see it again, see it again, see other people retweet it. Go on Facebook. There's somebody else who's posted. There's somebody else. I'm like, I it's not pay, that neat. I don't pay attention to a lot of that crap. Maybe, but I do, and it gets on my nerves. <laughs> you know, just like
0: I got to turn it off. You would have to actually tell me, hey, did you see this? And I'm like, no. I mean, I saw the Halloween – like you said earlier, I saw the Halloween thing, and I just kind of blew it off as – You're like, oh, me, Rob it's, Zombie. It's a story about Halloween. Rob Zombie was making another one. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of blew it off.
1: When I saw that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, I was like, oh, I got to watch this. You know, I got to see what's going on. Yeah, had on. they
0: put it, that as a headline, Jamie Lee Curtis in remake of
1: – Yeah, and when I read the story before I watched the trailer, like, this takes place right after – well, the storyline. Well, right but... The storyline is after Halloween. There's no other sequels in existence this is in Thirty the film. years. 40 yeah.
0: Years later, whatever.
1: H2O, Halloween two, season of the witch doesn't exist. <laughs> so
0: it would be like yeah, 40, <laughs> 40 years later, right? Because it's been forty years since the first yeah, one.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you know Jamie Lee Curtis is aged, but I like that she's a badass. She's like a uh, survivalist. The
0: little, yeah, that little. Uh, uh... Tidy space hole in her kitchen. And yeah, she's got a
1: hatchet. She's got guns, Winchester. She's like the like rifle woman. safe room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And here's what I want to know. In the original film, when Dr. Loomis shoots Michael Myers at the end.
0: Yeah. Shoots him. Both eyes. Right? Six times. No, that's Halloween 2. Halloween 2. Okay.
1: He shoots him. Uh, six times and he falls off the balcony Mm -hmm. and, uh, he runs downstairs and he goes outside and there's like blood in the, in where his body Body was, was. but he's gone. And all of a sudden the, and it starts, camera cuts to empty hallways, different places. Where is he? Where did he go? We don't know. How is he still alive? He got shot. And even Halloween 2 begins, I shot him six times! You know, he doesn't understand. So they've determined that nothing can kill Michael Myers. Like, he can be shot, he keeps coming back. Now, if the movie Halloween ends, you don't know, he might be wounded. So he gets arrested, put back into an institution. He's not dead, he somehow survives. Is he a mortal man in this movie? can Jamie Lee Curtis kill him by shooting him in the heart yeah. or will he have resurrection powers? Like they just made him have for like, some like, reason.
0: Like Jason for he,
1: yeah. Yeah. They're like, nothing can kill him unless you shoot him in both eyes and blow him up. But then, you know, he came back again and then H2O, that was going to be like, the- I know she chops his head off at the end. Done. And then Halloween mask made
0: everybody's head turn into bugs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy Halloween. <laughs> So that's some curious things I'm feeling about the Halloween. Will this be mortal Michael Myers or Jason, as I keep wanting to call him? It's not Friday the 13th. Now, I will tell you this much. A lot of people love Friday the 13th. They have an affection for it. I never did. I was a Halloween guy. I loved Michael Myers. I loved the way Michael Myers moved. I loved the way he would go downstairs without looking down at his feet. He would just look forward, kind of like robotic. I love in the first Halloween after uh, Laurie Strode stabs him, she's like, you know, kids, you need to run next door. You need to get help. And all of a sudden he like sits up and he turns his head like that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. I love it. I love just the movements that uh, the shape did. You know, they called him the shape. Uh, That's what uh, John Carpenter called him. He was Michael Myers, but he was the shape. And in Halloween 2, we got some more of that. And uh, some great moments. So I love that Nick Castle is playing him, but is he a mortal man? That's what I want to know. And I'll have to watch the movie to find out. Mm -hmm. Because you would like to think that they're like, "Uh, guys, why do we keep killing the franchise for another?
0: I'm getting this.
1: I'm going to pitch my goofy
0: idea here. So I'm going to go a la twins. Mm -hmm. You mix Michael Myers and Jason's. DNA,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one big
0: killer, one little killer.
1: <laughs> did you ever see Freddy versus Jason? I love that Camille yeah, non Johnny bit on when he was on Conan, where he's like, You know, uh, Freddy says something like to a black girl, he goes, Ooh, dark meat, and he's like, Really, Freddy, racism. He's like, Jason may be a psycho killer, but he's not a bigot. (laughs) I'm rooting for Jason. (laughs) It was such a funny bit. But guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll try to get back to doing it more consistently. I would love to do an E3 show. I've done it for the past three years, I think, with Emma and Bill. Uh, I'm not in touch with Bill. I don't know if he'll be available. I know that Emma will be available. She lives here, so maybe we could do something. Schedule or pencil her into the schedule. (laughs) Yeah. She loves games. She's especially paying attention to that Nintendo uh, thing because she has a Switch in her room. And it's funny, like, she wanted... uh, They did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Uh, They released it for the Switch, and she wanted it. So it was kind of like finishing the eighth grade gift. We okay. got her Donkey Kong surprise. She was like, Oh, cool. So I go in her room and she's playing Stardew Valley. I'm like, Hey, we're, you're not going to play Donkey Kong. She's like, I'll get to it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, I'll go in her room and she's playing Mario again. I'm like, didn't you finish this? Yeah. I started over. I want to play it again. I'm like, why did you want the what? Why did you ask for that other game? That I'll get to it. Yeah. So like, six months from now, she's gonna want another game. I'll give it to her and I'll go. Here you go. Here's the new so and so. And she's like, cool. And I'll go in a room and I'll go. Donkey Kong. Why are you playing this? She's like, I'll get to that other one. I'm playing Donkey Kong now. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> really, the Donkey Kong. I've I've learned to just just don't say anything. She'll play it in due time. You know. <laughs> when it's her time to do it uh what's so sad steven is i released the jaystrom movie companion of mm-hmm. dark man on the feed i was like finally everybody can listen to this if they want and i don't back in the early days of the show like when we the first 100 episodes i used to check stats all the time yeah like how many people downloaded this who's listening uh now we you know we're veterans of podcasting don't really care that much you know Whoever's listening is listening people and I'm glad you like the show but I used to hang on to those numbers click it refresh it is really sad but that was in 2005 2006 or whatever it's now 2018 so I was like this is so cool I hope people are digging the Dark Man show let me click and see how many people have downloaded it nine <laughs> nine people and I, I'm not kidding I felt it was like Broom and it just killed my spirit i was just like what was i thinking nobody likes dark man as much as i do <laughs> people see the word dark man they're like dark man like why would i want to listen to jason talk about dark man that movie's so bad so stupid or whatever and so i checked today i'm like maybe it's a few more you know maybe a hundred people of now let's do it 11. <laughs> Two more f- people have listened to it. So, 11 to the 11 people who listened to the Dark Man show, thanks for listening. <laughs> awesome. Hope you dug it. But, man, it broke my heart a little. My whole Nobody life. Nobody
0: has the affection for Dark Man you do. Very yeah. few. How's that? Very few.
1: And Heather was like, You should have started with Star Wars. And I'm like, Oh, that's too obvious doing Star Wars. I wanted to do something. You
0: you turned Adam Sexton back onto it, right? Yeah, yeah. And Adam
1: Sexton was great. He talked to me about it. He still will quote Darkman. We'll talk about it sometimes. It's fantastic. If you listen to it, I'm just gushing over the movie and what I love. I make fun of parts that are cheesy or green screen that looks bad.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, Stuff like that. But it's a good time. And my original intention was to do 10 of my favorite movies of all time. And I was thinking, do I have 10 favorite movies? Maybe I should have done said five. five. But there was so little anything from Darkman, it killed my inspiration, uh, it, my spirit.
0: Enthusiasm to do it.
1: Yeah. And I was just like, why even bother? Well,
0: you like you said, well, is it uh, the fact that Eh, I don't really care about Bar- Dark Man. I'll wait for the next one to see what it is. You know, if it if it speaks mm-hmm. to somebody else, like the Like you said, this one spoke to Adam Sexton. Yeah. The next one, if you picked E. T. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm getting to 11 else. people at a time. Yeah, yeah maybe a, like I should be thankful for that. You know, but like the but-
0: the next one, you know, say you pick Star Wars, now all of a sudden yeah. you do have the hundred people because
1: yeah yeah they it wouldn't be star wars by the way it would well, be saying, you know, uh, just, empire strikes back well, more than star wars but still you know that's pretty obvious i guess but maybe i should have started but evil i dead. i love dark man and i wanted to talk about dark man at the time you know
0: or would you would you do evil dead or evil dead 2
1: evil dead 2 way over evil dead 1 yeah definitely evil dead 2 is the movie that made me fall in love with sam raimi yeah uh, evil dead 1 just skeeved me out and i thought it was disgustingly gross you know now now would i
0: would i throw nightbreed
1: into that no <laughs> you just make because we i have an affection for right, night right, Dream, right, right. But no, just... i was... don't think of it as a good movie no, no, no. <laughs> maybe like jason's list of Affectionate movies, movies he has an affection Ten movies for. Movies I have
0: affection for that are terrible. <laughs> yeah, Bad
1: Ronald, number one or something. You know, I don't know. But for uh, for people who listen to Dark Man, maybe you listen to it or like, hey, I need to watch Dark Man. Let's watch it. It was on the other night on HBO, and I turned I'll it on. Turn it on if it's on. I do. Uh, Emma came in here for the elephant scene. You know, the I'll yeah. take the pink elephant for my girlfriend. She sat there and she was standing. Well, she was standing in the living room. Oh, Emma, just stop. Watch this scene. And she was like, okay, like, what is this? And I'm like, just watch it. I'm not telling you anything about the movie. And, you know, finally he's like, take the effing an elephant. And she just started laughing. She was like, what is this movie? And I go, it's called Dark Man, one of the greatest movies ever made. She was like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> Runs into the other room. And I'm just like, it is. Why doesn't anyone know? <laughs> Damn it, Dark Man.
0: Yeah, I'd have to think about ten favorite movies. I I I
1: don't think I have ten.
0: (laughs) Jaws is up there. You you know my Jaws reasoning, too. Yeah, well, here's the... Something that you were affectionate over as a child. Smoking the Bandit, probably. Let me ask you
1: this, though. Will your top ten be stuff from the past? Is there anything in recent memory that's on that list? I don't think I have anything. I have Um, movies that I've enjoyed,
0: movies that I've liked. What are you talking recent? Ten years? Like, well, like, i would throw well, big I, fish in there
1: okay and that's that's past fair, 10 years
0: that's fairly i say
1: i can't i have movies that maybe emotional. i had an emotional connection to but man
0: it's would you, hard would you throw uh, uh um uh the batman Be- uh, batman begins the, the the christopher nolan as as
1: no new not, new not
0: favorites th- new favorites
1: uh no because here's here's what I think of it as a movie that not only do I love, not only is there some personal connection to it, maybe, but also one I've watched many, many times.
0: I would say Revenge of the Nerds for you.
1: <laughs> sure. It's, I have an affection for yes, that movie, yeah. but it's not one of my top 10 favorites, but it's But you will one...
0: watch it and we quote it a lot.
1: Yeah, we... yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, there's like... Movies recently, you know, that I have liked. I would say a movie that I've watched many, many times that I have an affection for. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's one of my favorite movies, but it's one I love is Napoleon Dynamite. Mm -hmm. I'll watch that movie whenever it's on. I'm always smiling and laughing again. I love Kip Dynamite. And when the movie ends, I feel the same way. Like, oh, man, what a great movie. I love that movie. That goofy ass movie. I love it. Yeah. And uh, so that sounds
0: like a favorite to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's maybe that it would, is. That would be a, a... maybe. Briggsby Bear spoke to something in me. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. I completely forgot. I needed to buy. Did I buy that one? I know. I own Briggsby Bear. I watched I think it. I do too. Once since I bought it, I want to watch the commentary to it. I've been meaning to. I haven't gotten a chance to. Uh, that's a movie. It, I it was li-
0: so good. I I took Melissa to it. We went to awesome. her second time. You know, uh, my second And time there's
1: something about that movie, isn't there? Yes. There's something there. Uh, Like, for instance, you know, I like the recent Star Wars movies, stuff like that, Marvel movies. Are they movies that I need to see over and over again? No, it's not the same thing. And I don't know. Maybe there's a part in my life where movies meant more to me or the movies that i loved from childhood just mean more than they do now there were
0: your escapism back then you don't have that escapism thing now that you need
1: maybe i don't know it's weird dark man very important movie to me i could name i could rattle off five right now but i'm not going to in case i ever do more
0: right that's why i wasn't <laughs> asking for you to i i throw out Uh, bogus titles to throw people off
1: what was that one you said and i said no way oh nightbreed That's (laughs) (laughs) the thing about nightbreed is i
0: love
1: love that book by clive barker yes and it's so funny reading that book loving it being so excited clive barker's turning this into a movie holy shit i can't wait to see this movie you're like excited, buy copies of Fangoria, see pictures of it, oh my god, uh, and then go to the movie and watch it, and you're like, oh, okay, Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I like it, yes. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it looks like it's all filmed on a soundstage, sure. Uh, makeup effects are okay, I mean, at times, they look pretty bad, see, but it's okay.
0: Nice yeah. to see David Cronenberg there.
1: Craig Schaeffer has a giant forehead, but still, that's fine. <laughs> David Cronenberg is a way better director than he is actor. <laughs> I, heard, it's like, I remember it's like, casting coup of the year, David Cronenberg is the bad guy in Nightbreed. It's like, he's not an actor. He's terrible. His line delivery is so bad in that movie. But it's David Cronenberg, guys. Look. It's like, is that a thing? Like, I'm supposed to be excited over David Cronenberg acting? <laughs> The guy who did Dead Ringers. Videodrome. Yeah, Videodrome. He's acting now. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, guys, Tim Burton is in my movie. It's like, yeah, is he directing it? No, he's just in It's like, who gives a shit? (laughs) You know? He's playing the bad guy. Yeah, it's like, it's the same like Quentin Tarantino. He's acting in this. It's like, is he that good an actor? It's like, No. Is this the only only reason?
0: That's
1: the only reason I came to see Destiny Turns on the Radio. (laughs) Do you remember that movie? (laughs) I know, yeah. I remember we went to go see that. Quentin Tarantino's in it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, he didn't direct it or write it. Why the hell are we watching this shitty movie, you know, with Jim Belushi, for Christ's sake. But anyway, good times. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening to Entertainment Landfield News. Steven, it's always great to talk to you and we talk about just stuff like this that was
0: a long goodbye you know we turned it, it into another little segment <laughs> <laughs> i
1: know that's awesome <laughs> guys as always visit etlandfill.com. there you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and get free goodies you could follow us on twitter and join our facebook Fan club where you can see us post fun stuff Fan club flan club yes we love flan Uh, also i want to give a shout out to adam sexton for uh, always cheering me up you know talking to me about dark man and stuff (laughs) he said he wanted to give a voicemail but he started a new job he wasn't able to but we're you're with her with us here in spirit adam uh so guys thank you so much for listening what are you waiting for get out there and get ready for e3 get hyped up for all those video game announcements steven I'm excited. My, I have a special wish. I know it's not going to happen. John Wick video game. Keanu Reeves does the motion capture for the video game. How cool would that, that be? That would be cool. <laughs> that would I be
0: would, awesome. I would get that. I would. Sure. Bu-
1: <laughs> you pulling the triggers on your controller? Yeah, I'm John Wick, baby. No, you got to have special controllers. Yeah, that are friggin' guns. It would be, but it would be like you know, grapples, pulls, pull the guy down, shoot in the head, that kind of thing, reload gun, just all the different things he does. It would be awesome. I could just think of how cool the mechanics would be. Oh man. Open world like GTA, but it's John Wick's world and you go to that hotel in the movie and yes. stuff. Oh man. I, I I need to pitch this. You can't tell me somebody hasn't done that already. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, uh, Stephen, I guess we'll see him next time. Yes, we will. All right. Let me uh, prepare the ender music because uh, <laughs> I'm totally out of practice. Uh, all right, guys. Laters. Bye. Bye, Steven, Bye. See you guys.
0: Later days, everybody. Boom goes the dynamite.
1: Now this is Podcasting.